Hi and welcome to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast, highlighting artists, teachers, authors, and philanthropists of the regenerative movement, people who are committed to and showcasing planetary leadership. My name is Julian Guderlei, and in today's episode, I'm hosting an interview with Brandon Beecham. Brandon is a highly curious truth seeker and the founder of the Optimistic Talk Show. He went down deep into the rabbit hole of truth seeking in over 1,200 podcast episodes of the Positive Head podcast and now has created the Optimistic Talk Show in a fascinating co-living environment at Optimistic Manor in Los Angeles. And so with these words, it's good to have you back, Brandon. Yeah, good to be here, man. Uh, you created, you know, the Optimistic Manor in Los Angeles and I've been there in, in, in person, haven't, haven't yet made it to one of your recordings. Um, tell us a little bit more about like what you put together and how that kind of came together and, and what's going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it definitely takes uh, the the good kind of crazy, I think, to to go down the path <laughs> that I went down. Um, so I have been a serial entrepreneur my whole life and done many interesting um, entrepreneurial ventures. Uh, was very blessed to have uh, a few years back. I started a a company. Uh, called resort present day called resort share. I started it on my friend's couch when I was at a very low point and it grew to, you know, hundred plus employees Inc. 569th fastest growing private company in the U S in 2015, you know, kind of achieved what one in 10,000 entrepreneurs does. And that felt very rewarding in a lot of ways as someone who had, you know, been on an entrepreneurial venture for 30 plus years. And it really is paled in comparison to about the same time, you know, uh, that happened, 2015, I launched uh, a podcast called The Positive Head Podcast. And that really has been the most rewarding uh, adventure. Uh, it was the first thing in my life that I set out and it wasn't a, a, a monetary sort of perspective. Like I'm doing this because I wanna make, you know, a million dollars. I, it was, you know, I'd been passionate I had my own spiritual awakening about 20, a little over 20 years ago. And, you know, I talked about this stuff um, to anyone who would listen, family, friends, and, you know, people were like, especially going back, you know, this is late nineties. People were like, okay, what are you smoking? Or that's interesting. And they'd go about their daily lives as normal. Right. And so, you know, I only had a quote unquote spiritual community via books at the time, you know, and so come, you know, fast forward to 2015, I'm like, I've got to get this stuff out. My, my, my friends and family's ears are bleeding. I need to have an outlet. And that's when I launched the Positive Head podcast. And I started off doing just weekly interviews. And then I realized, okay, this isn't going to work because I'm so excited to sh share what's in my own heart and mind, get, get out my own sort of perspectives and teachings. And I always say we teach best what we most need to learn. So it really became a, uh, a way for me to do that very thing five days a week. So I started, I would get up, you know, every day and just freestyle. Here's a lesson that I learned yesterday. Here's what's coming up for me. Here's something that I want you to think about. Here's a question from a listener. Here's a quote that I love. And let me riff on what I think the, the implications of it are. And so I just started doing that. And, you know, that was met with, um, like I said, I didn't think about monetization. I didn't think it was all about sharing my message. And uh, I was super blessed that it, you know, it's, took off. Now, you know, uh, I've been very consistent, 1300 or so episodes to date as we record this. And, um, you know, it's uh, achieved number two in spirituality and iTunes at the, at the peak. And, you know, if you search positive podcast, I come up first. So I think that's helped to find a lot of people. And uh, it's been such a labor of love, Julian, to, 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 um, to get the feedback that I've gotten, you know, and it really has fueled me getting those messages like, oh my gosh, you've helped to completely turn my 
life around by me adopting these perspectives. And I always say that, like, look, you can think for yourself, just explore them with an open mind and buckle up your seatbelt because you'll be shown, you know, we are all connected. We are all one. And, you know, you are in your own private YO universe, as I put it. And so, um, so I did that for, you know, um, many, many years. And then I had several intuitives come on the show over the years and say, Brandon, you're going to do something in video and, you know, buckle up. It's going to be a whole nother level of reach. And, you know, I, 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 those sorts of things are fun. I mean, I also take them with a grain of salt, you know? Um, and, uh, so I, uh, yeah, I, I, it turned out synchronicity uh, had it where I was exposed to this place, the Mystic Manor, as you, you've seen, it's, it's kind of like a spaceship that landed in the middle of Venice. And I realized, hmm, um, it looks like this, this late night style consciousness centric talk show wants to happen. And here's a place that I can, you know, is big enough where I could actually host retreats and have my, my, the fans of the podcast come and spend a week on retreat with me and help to fund it all. And I can work them into the new show, which I, I now have just started releasing. Um, and that's called optimistic spelled like M Y S T I C like mystical. Um, and uh, if you go to optimistic.tv, you can see uh, episodes are released every other Sunday. And that's been such a cool evolution of positive head. And so it's, yeah. it's you know, I do an open like monologue. Who hasn't seen it yet, make sure to check out a video of the optimistic manner itself. Like the space itself is, as you said, like a, a spaceship that came down in, in Venice. <laughs> totally. But, it, but not so like, you know, the, the way that you kind of united different streams of, 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 of thought there, like it's a retreat center in that sense. It's a TV show, right? It's, it's a continuation of your podcast. But it's also a very interactive and, and like new kind of space in general, something that hasn't been around quite that often yet. So maybe from your perspective, like what are some of the, the highlights that you really feel like you, you know, you said some intuitives were telling you that's going to happen in your life, but what are some of the elements that you feel like you're like literally brought in from the dream template and you're like, I stepped into the next layer of, of the next evolution of my own dream. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I originally was, had that sort of aha moment of how will I pull it all together? You know, self-producing a, a, you know, a, a production that's a live studio audience and, you know, live musical performance and live interviewee and retreat guests that get to share some of their experience. It's, it's a lot of moving parts and a lot of expense. And I sort of had that aha moment of, well, my, you know, Fans of, of Positive Head have been asking me for years to do retreats. What if I get a place big enough to actually offer retreats, which then in turn helps to, to fund the project, and it kind of kills two birds with one stone, or, or I, actually, I don't like that saying. It's, it's you know, there's got to be a better, uh, someone please come up with something other than killing two birds with one stone, uh, totally. but uh, <laughs> to, we, we eat two, two apples with one, you know, one plus. Yes, right, right, right. Catch two butterflies with one net. Yeah, um, and then re-release them into the wild better than we found them. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I basically that I had that aha moment, and then you know, like many things in life, when it's meant, I found it will, especially early on, you'll get kind of a leg up from the universe. Doors will open really easily. Synchronistically, will you know, synchronicity will unfold, and that's what happened. I, I had this aha moment. Um, my son actually showed me a, a Joe Rogan podcast and I thought, wow, this has 
I hadn't really watched too many other podcasts, right? And it was that weird in between Christmas and New Year's time. It was December 30th and okay, I don't have nothing to do today for once. Let's let, show me what you want to show me. And the first thing I noticed was, wow, this has got millions of views and it's, you know, and I love, I like the Joe Rogan podcast, but it's him sitting in front of a brick wall with, you know, an American flag behind him. And, and as someone who really values aesthetic and vibe, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I really need to do something that's more vibey than this. And so then my friend Everett, who's the co-creator and, and, and director, and um, he, he just got back in town coincidentally, synchronistically that same day from Europe filming a music video and he hit me up and hadn't seen him in six months and said, Hey, do you want to hang out tonight? And him and I had kicked around this idea in the past. So we got hanging out and, you know, with a little help from some psychedelics, got into a state of excitement about let's, let's, let's figure out how to do this late night style show. And then on December 31st at about five in the morning, I had the epiphany kind of aha, you know, moment of, I could pay for it by doing retreats there too and making that a part of the show, letting it, the fans be a part of the show, right? And then I went to Craigslist, searched, you know, six bedroom plus houses in Venice Beach, somewhere near the LAX airport, right? First thing that came up, looked like a spaceship, contacted the guy. He said, how did you get my number? And I said, well, you're on Craigslist. He's like, oh, my assistant must have done that. And then the assistant went out of town and put his personal number, which he normally would never do. And here we connect and kind of hit it off. The guy agrees to see me on January 1st, 2019. And the rest is history. Like now we're great friends. Rich, the owner has had his own spiritual awakening that I've sort of helped to play a role in. And um, it was one of those things where it became obvious that, you know, things were lining up for it to unfold very quickly. Yeah, that's epic. And talk about synchronicities. I think I want to I want to hear a little bit more about you know that that life within purpose, or when you dedicate so clearly to something that's just coming through you, and how when you are in purpose, prosperity follows. Yes, yes. I, I think that is a is a great topic for everyone because as someone who's done a lot of how do I make money, right? As a as a very scrappy you know, energetic entrepreneur, you know, from starting to sell candy bars door to door at eight years old. And people would be like, you know, oh, are you doing this for your baseball team? And I'd be like, nope, I'm doing it so I can buy a new toy. <laughs> and, you know, um, you know, I had that whole mentality my whole life. And what I've evolved to learn is when you get aligned with your purpose and your purpose is ultimately going to always involve serving others in some way. And, and Gandhi knew this when he said, if you want to find yourself, lose yourself in the service of others. And I always like to add to that. The reason that holds true is because there are no others. So you're always doing it to an extension of self. So, so once you start understanding, you're going to have the opportunity to give away what you want for yourself to someone else in some way, shape or form. Always do it, do it, do it. I call it the good kind of selfish because you will feel the energetic repercussions of it because you are always doing it to an extension of self. Everywhere you go, you're there waiting for yourself. So once you understand that's the nature of the situation in which you find yourself and you start operating from that perspective, you don't even have to know exactly how it unfolds for you. You just need to know it's inevitable that you are worthy as any other person ever has been or could be because you are connected to it all. And you can, you then, you then just starts with curiosity of a one of the only Bible verse I ever quote. 
uh, is lest you become like a child, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven. And what I think was meant by that is that childlike wonder and curiosity and belief in magic and like, okay, I'm, I don't know exactly what my path is maybe at this point, but I know it's going to involve serving others. And I know that I am, I, I'm worthy of it. And I'm just going to start taking whatever steps I can to follow whatever breadcrumbs are in front of me. And when something is meant for me, it's going to make itself apparent. And if you take that formula and you can start moving forward with your life, you, it, it's not if, but when. And your job is to love where you're at. The journey is the goal. You don't listen to a song to hear the final note, right? And your, your life is your song. It's your, the art of your, your soul. Your higher self wrote a story, a beautiful story, and it is you. And you didn't write that beautiful story so it could all be over at once. And, you know, the journey is the goal, right? And so when you can start applying this perspective to everything that you do, now you can move forward with confidence, knowing that you are eternally held, eternally provided for. The, the What's happening, nothing's happening to you. It's all happening for you. So if there's hardship, congratulations. That must mean you're on a path of greatness because there is no story of greatness that didn't involve, involve trial, tribulation, the hero's journey, right? It's the ultimate tale. It's the, it's the tale of mankind, you know? Yeah. Everything we go through on this kind of journey is also meant for us to prepare ourselves for what's coming next, right? So that, exactly. that we're, we're truly connecting with our own life's story. And, and the funny thing, I think, you know, to surrender to because there is no no control in that way of living is that only the way really knows the way like you talk about the journey right but there is this obsession in our culture to understand where the journey takes you to understand and predict and create certainty but really the way knows the way and you don't need to know the way that's right that's right and actually that's part of your journey is to the dance with your higher self is to allow you know, your higher self can see the chessboard in a way that you never could. And that's the dance that you set up. You said, all right, you know, higher self, other me, I'm going to go down and I'm going to take this vantage point and you're going to keep this vantage point and we're going to dance from beyond the veil with each other, right? And what happens is we get here and then we try and take full control. We have to have all the answers figured out. And if we don't, we trip and stress. And that's not the game that you set up to actually play. And um, so this is, Art, you are living art. So start, start performing as the graceful artist you are meant to become. And that, that is moving into deep trust. A, a master is someone who embraces whatever shows up because they realize some expanded version of themselves essentially put it there for them, for the evolution, for the growth. You don't need to have all the answers. It can look messy from where you stand. That's okay. From the grandest perspective, it's beautiful. Yeah. Talk about looking messy in the current state of the world. Like we're recording this on April 9th in 2020, right? So there's, there's a, a global pandemic that makes a lot of people really, really scared about the uncertainty they're facing and, and the messiness. And of course, we want to acknowledge like the, the pain that is being experienced, but really it's a form of waking up to a different way of living and a different possibility. Like think of it, we were told that people can't work from home or we, you have to be at a job at an office five days a week for 40 hours a week. But really now we're realizing life continues to go on even yep. when really big change is happening. And truly not even the leaders have full control, right? There is, yep. there is a lot of uncertainty. And I think in that sense, like what you're just saying about this dance with your divine self or your higher self or your, 
your connection to expand itself yeah expand itself is is really i think what what everyone right now is getting a little taste of what's your your take on that yeah you know crisis or chrysalis right I, i i you know everything is about the story you tell you are a you are the creator and created rolled into one right you are a fractal of the source consciousness that creates and animates all things otherwise known as god right the source, the universe, whatever you want to call it. Don't get too big of a head because everyone else is too. And, every, and so is the rock. And so is the bird. And so is, it's, all, it's all it, right? And so what does source do? What does God do? What does the creator do? It creates. It creates with its energy, with its belief. So what story are you telling about what's happening? That's the only thing I've ever been good at, Julian, is just telling really good stories. I've been an eternal optimist. I'll take any story you give me and I'll find a silver lining and I'll spin it in a way that ultimately um, serves me. And I'll see, it doesn't mean it's not challenging. It doesn't mean it's not hard. It doesn't mean I don't have wounds that I have to lick sometimes, but I'm always going to bounce out of it and say, hmm, why is this happening for me? And then the lump of coal, I find a way to transmute it into the diamond it's meant to become by looking at it through that lens. So what is this? Is this a crisis or is this a chrysalis? I believe it's a chrysalis. I believe we are the caterpillar going, when the caterpillar goes into the cocoon, it melts into a goo. And just before the caterpillar says, my world is over, it becomes a butterfly, right? So we're melting into a collective goo right now so that we can be born into a butterfly. We're in the chrysalis. So that's my vantage point. And as the creator, the the powerful creator I am, right? And I'm casting spells with the words that I tell, right? I'm spelling. Abracadabra means in Sanskrit, I create as I speak, right? Abracadabra, crisis or chrysalis, chrysalis. And so it is because I'm a creator, right? So all of our lives get really good at making up good stories, knowing the, the cat's out of the bag once you know there's always a, a, a diamond hiding behind a lump, lump of coal. And it's, you know, what is a lump of coal? Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's this element that does really, really well under pressure, right? And so it's, it's exactly what you're meant to become. And it's always in the end you win. And so if you haven't won, it ain't over. So you start telling that story and looking from that lens. And then it just becomes a game of how graceful can I be? And it doesn't mean you have moments where you fall off the wagon and slip into anxiety and negativity and all those things. It's like, it's, it's every moment's another chance to turn it all around. If you find yourself and you slipped off and you fell into a, a narrow focus that's focused on all the pain and everything, that's okay. Go easy on yourself. It's two steps forward, one, one step, two steps back, one step forward, the stance that you're doing, right? So um, you're, 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 you, sometimes you circle back on old thing lessons you think you've already processed and moved through for further clarification and release. But with two steps forward and one back, guess what? You ultimately are getting ahead. So that is the, 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 the journey that your soul is on. All of our souls are on collectively. And just knowing that brings a certain sense of peace for me. It doesn't mean I don't have moments where I slip off, but as I've retrained myself, I slip off less and less and less and less. And I become more and more graceful doing this dance with my higher self that I actually architected before I came here. It's all, it didn't happen to me. It's happening for me. It's by des- divine design. That's beautifully put in, you know, in such an eloquence. And I, I love that you're pointing out that like only because you are looking for the optimism or, you know, finding the optimism, it doesn't mean that there aren't hard moments or difficult moments. You know, life isn't black or white. There are, 
lots and lots of nuances depending on the perspective and the perception we have. But here's the interesting thing, you know, you, I mean, your show is called Positive Head. Your new show and your, your place is called Optimistic Manner. So the positivity and the optimism is really like um, an attitude you've, you've chosen over the years and your, your, your shares and your teachings around that, I think, um, undoubtedly inspire many. And so I want to I know even a little bit more, like when, you know, on a daily basis, what's part of your, your practice or is there any practice that, mm. that chooses this optimism or is it more like, nope, this is my like eternal mindset and no matter what shows up, I'll deal with it with this way of inquiry. Great question. And um, just to add to what we said, um, we're saying a minute ago, it's, I, I refer to it as relative truths. All, you know, we are very uh, multi-layered, multi-dimensional beings. So from one perspective, it's a crisis, right? And you, someone can make that argument and say, here's why it's a crisis. You're right. From another perspective, it's a chrysalis and a gift. You're right. What vantage point are we looking from? So I say to always focus, you know, they teach a race car driver. First thing they teach you, if you go to get lessons on driving a race car, whatever you do, if you spin out, don't look at the wall. Do you know why they teach you not to look at the wall? Because guess, guess, guess where you'll go if you focus your attention on the wall. You 100% of the time hit the wall. So the number one thing they'll teach you is if you're spinning out, something quote unquote negative is happening, look the other way where attention goes energy flows so it's relative truths from one perspective you and i are one right i've been talking about that right i believe that to be the the most expanded perspective from another perspective you and i are separate that's true too it's a divine dichotomy so once you start understanding all of reality is built on relative truths which which one am i going to focus on am i going to focus on the wall or am i going to focus on the the the, the rainbow at the end of the, the rainstorm, right? So um, yeah, for, for me, when you ask, is it a, is it, is it a practice? I, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration, right? And that's why I went from one day a week with interviews on Positive Head to five days a week, um, because as I always say on the show, we teach best what we most need to learn. We're all students first and teachers second. So the best way for me, a lot of people can sit and meditate for four hours a day. I find that challenging with how much energy flows through my body and how, you know, kind of amped up I am, right? So what may work for one may not work as well for another. So this idea that there's a universal answer for everyone is also, it's a relative truth. What works for me may work, for me it became, I'm going to teach best what I most need to learn and I'm going to do it five days a week. And that's going to really help me to shift my vibration. I'm going to start every day out doing this. So when you ask, what is my practice saying? Yes, Julian, I'll come, come on your Epic podcast because what's happening in this moment, my vibration is so elevated. I'm tapping into a frequency as I talk about all this, that is feeding and nourishing and recalibrating my, my, my system to resonate with these truths even more than I did 30 minutes ago, right? Uh, neurons that fire together, wire together, right? Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about this. So right now we're creating new neural pathways as we explore these topics. And, and a lot of times I repeat myself over and over and over again, by design, right? How do you get really good at playing an instrument? Practicing it, that vibration over and over playing, right? So right now we're swimming in a vibrational pool together and this is my greatest practice using 
spelling, casting spells with words to elevate my vibration. Do I do other things? Sometimes I slow it down enough to meditate or do yoga uh, or, you know, manifestation kind of rituals. So I believe that's a powerful thing because, you know, why do rituals work? Bashar talks about this. It's, it's a permission slip. I think when we get, get to the other side, we'll see it was all placebo, right? We know 30% of healings now are placebo, even surgeries, right? And so why does that hold true? Because we're all creators with our beliefs, right? And so I think doing a ritual that says, oh, if I do X, A, B, and C, then I get D. Okay, well, if you believe that's the case, guess what? <laughs> You're a creator and therefore you created that as a, as a truth. So I think that's another powerful thing that people can do. For me, it's just finding my way into these conversations as much as possible. Nothing lights me up as much as that. Yeah, I find this fascinating, Brandon, because you know there's a trend at the moment going on where it's like the more practice you do, the more meditation, yoga, breath work, et cetera, I do, the, the more you'll you'll get and gain into the state. And, you know, I, I love my own practice and you know, I definitely enjoy it most days. However, like, what are we doing the practice for? We're doing the practice so that on the other side, we can expand into the doing, creating from that place of being. And right. so that doing and creating, as you're just saying, is your individual best practice. And so I find that fascinating because it just shows once again, like reality is not to be taken literal from what I'm saying or what you're saying. It's about the experience you're having and the experience you're actually making. And so yep. fascinating because many, many ways lead to Rome in that old saying or work for different people. Absolutely. And learning to listen to yourself, what's right for you may not be right for someone else. We had someone yesterday, we had a, you know, here at the Mystic Manor, we had a little bit of a, um, you know, uh, testing ground, uh, if you will, where we had a, a long time friend's childhood friend who can be somewhat controversial sometimes. He's been sort of the maintenance guy here, built the stage set for Optimistic. This place wouldn't be what it was without him. He isn't here quarantined with us, and he just bum rushed our quarantine yesterday. Not only did he bum rush it and show up, hey guys, I'm here, I'm here to hang out, and we've had a very tight container, but he also showed up with a bunch of McDonald's. Now, we have a vegan chef, right? <laughs> so not only did he come, he come with bags of McDonald's, right? The devil's food. And so this triggered the heck out of people, and I get it. And at the same time, someone set up like, like, look, this guy not only showing up here unannounced, I don't appreciate it. It's not in line with our quarantine and then bringing this awful food. And I heard them. I got, you know, I get what they're saying. And there's some validity to him violating, you know, our container and yada, yada. And, uh, you know, but in, in, in regards to the food, I said, you know what, that, that McDonald's, uh, chicken McNugget that someone hasn't had in three years and they decided to do might have been the most healing thing they ever put in their body. They might have needed that more than anything. It took them back to their childhood memory where they were safe and there wasn't a quarantine and they remembered their grandmother and, you know, who they haven't thought of in 20 years who passed away and then they felt her essence and their soul was nourished and, and on and on and on. So we got to be really careful, especially in the spiritual community with, with making these blanket truths. What Chicken McNuggets for McDonald's might be the healthiest thing possible for you. And for someone else, it might be the worst thing possible. And we can certainly look at it from a very physical level and make an argument that they're not healthy and nourishing and there's negativity to it, right? And there can be a whole nother perspective where it actually saved a guy's life. So, you know, it's very, we got to be really careful to 
make these blanket assumptions and statements about what, what is good and what is bad. Because in the end, I think what we're going to find is there is no good and bad. There's only energetic consequences. And it's all happening for the growth of the person interacting with whatever that energetic is. It's always there to help us sharpen our axe. Yeah, another fascinating insight. I mean, personally, I, I, I wouldn't want to have that McDonald's chicken McNugget, but right. the, the metaphor is really good because, you know, on a global scale, even for a very scientific paradigm person, we, we create these rights and wrongs and, and these, these higher states of truths, but then we realize it's actually not fully working out. Like we haven't created global peace or acceptance, tolerance or compassion because of that. So yep. in, in fact, these blanket statements, rights and wrongs, are kind of in the way for us to tolerate and accept others the way they are and therefore create a planet that is in harmony uh, or, or a species, humanity, that is in harmony with the planet and with biomimicry at large. Right, right, yep. And that's great because you can, in, in that, your truth that, hey, that chicken McNugget is not for me, that's true for you and that's good. And, and thank goodness for the contrast. Maybe you needed to do a, a check-in with yourself to see if that still holds true or not, right? And it's when we start, you know, I always say that the, the degree to which we judge is equivalent to our ignorance about the, the understanding of the situation in which we find ourselves. And that is that it's always, hmm, okay, this is popping up in my field out of infinite possibilities. How is this here to help me redefine who I am, to show up who, how I want to show up next, and certainly not to fall into judgment and uh, allow it to throw me off my own peaceful perspective and state. Mm, totally. I would definitely take a meal from your vegan chef, though. Yeah, he's pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> he is definitely, I've, that's been one of the most uh, spoiled, uh, you know, luxuries of this experience having someone prepare vegan meals has been like what a gift once this lockdown is lifted and i come back to la you uh, are so I'll, in i'll take you up on that offer brendan i have one more question and um before i ask that i want to i want to know a little bit more about how people can interact with you and the optimistic manner sure right now in the online world um mainly because i think this is what's at least for the next month is probably foreseen yeah 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 well, great question. Thank you for asking. Um, so if you want to check out, you know, my podcast, of course, Positive Head, it's anywhere that, you know, podcasts are served up, uh, positivehead.com as well. And uh, there's, you know, almost 1300 in the archive and we do five episodes a week. My um, co-hostess with the mostest, Dr. Dr. Erica Middlemiss, helps to run two of the episodes now. Once I started with Optimistic, um, you know, uh, about nine months ago, she started taking over two of the days to free up some of my bandwidth for the new show. Uh, so the new show you can find at optimistic.tv. And uh, it is, uh, you know, every other Sunday, we're releasing episodes. And one of our pivots for, you know, in, in, in responding to the new world that we currently live in, you know, we had retreats scheduled three out of four, you know, three weeks on, one week off, three weeks on, one week off since last July. And now all of a sudden there's a travel ban and a quarantine. So we've, at least in the immediate future, had to pause all physical retreats here at the Mystic Manor, although we will resume them, you know, hopefully in the coming weeks here. And uh, all that information is on uh, optimistic.tv, by the way, how you can, you know, uh, come and spend a week here and 
you know, have vegan prepared meals and different workshops every day with uh, incredible facilitators that I've sort of handpicked uh, to, to, to co-create the experience for me and, and with me and, and, and for our guests. And then you spend a day with me and you're on the podcast and then you're on the, the show Optimistic as well. And um, so all of that information is on optimistic.tv. The new thing that we're about to launch, Julian, is um, the Mystic Manor online retreat and play shops re-membership program. So what we're going to be doing is basically anyone can, we've got 15 incredible facilitators that are, it's very communal here, right? It's a very big property and, and uh, 15 of us, and everyone has different offerings from Tarot to authentic relating workshops, to Akashic Records reading, to Q and A's with me, to, you know, deep dive philosophy to sound healing. I mean, you name it. We're, so, someone here does it, right? And so we're starting to offer at 8.30 Pacific and 5 p.m. Pacific uh, every day, seven days a week, different play shops and to participate. So uh, with recommended pricing for different tiers. So that is uh, just in the process of being put together and launched. And, and you can you can participate in it, in it now and, and there'll be some shifts in the coming week or so with how it's structured, but 8.30 and 5 every day it's it's open to the public initially for cool. sure so really cool well brandon last last but not least for for this episode today um you know you spoke quite a bit about integrating your cre creation abracadabra spe spelling it and being in this creator consciousness at a large what do you think humanity requires right now to learn from our history our mistakes in, the, in our history and very much so from this current uh way where we're you know dealing with a global pandemic and all kinds of information and media overload. Like what does it take for us yeah. to individually and collectively learn from, from this? Mm. So wh where I find, what a great question. Um, super empowering perspective for me and, and, and all my perspectives, I, I don't claim to be all knowing. And like I said, I I'm here exploring just like everyone else. I have a lot of teachings to offer and I say, explore them with an open mind and, keep what you like and throw away what you don't. What I found though is my perspectives, you know, you can always by a trying on perspectives, you can see the, re the results speak for themselves, right? And that's what I always say. Well, whatever someone's saying, let's look at the results it's gotten for them. And I found my life to be pretty magical and only getting more magical. So I, I feel like I'm on to something with this idea that I'm one with the source of consciousness that creates and animates all things. And what really empowers me is I would challenge you all to consider the idea that reality is way stranger than fiction. Uh, the real you, I don't know if you, any of you have seen um, the movie, The Fountain. It's a great movie if you haven't. And there's a scene in it, it's all about this guy's multiple lifetimes. And in one scene, he's in a, he's in a, he's in a scene with his wife or something. And all of a sudden he pops out of it. And he's, then all of a sudden he's, the real him, right? His higher self. And he's floating in the cosmos in, in, you know, lotus position, meditating. And he was dreaming up that whole lifetime. I believe that's actually what's going on right now. I believe the real you is dreaming this and you are in your own private YO universe and everything in your private universe. You're the lead director, actor, star in your own private movie and everyone in it, including me, including, including Julian, is, is a prop in your movie reflecting you back to you. And you actually architected them to show up and look the way they do and sound the way they do and they're all there for you to grow. So whenever I start feeling disempowered or uh, about the state of the world and oh my gosh, what could I do to change it? What you can do to change it 
is realize first off, there is no out there out there. It's showing up the way you have imagined it to be. The story of what's happening with the coronavirus and uh, what's happening in Afghanistan. These are all uh, information stories that have been in, 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 injected into your private holographic movie that are all telling you something that serves you to grow into the next greatest and greatest version of yourself. So whenever you feel disempowered, for me, I feel really empowered because I think, actually, how do I change the world? By changing my internal state. And literally, I believe, Julian, right now I could say, oh my gosh, we're in the chrysalis and we're coming out the other side and whoa, we're going to be a beautiful butterfly. And I would literally step into a timeline where I see that reality. You could say, Brandon, the world is going to hell. It's all going to die. This is the beginning of the end. Armageddon is upon us. And like ships passing in the night, you then step into a timeline where that reality plays out. Because God's source, higher self, is infinite and plays out every possibility, I believe. So literally, I'm navigating which timeline I step into with my perspective from where I sit. And as you sit there, the cells that make up your body are vibrating so fast, they're vibrations of energy that are popping in and out of existence. They're not solid at all. They're 99.9999% space. And what we call solid is popping in and out of existence so fast, like a, like a, a projector does on a TV screen, movie screen, right? That literally it's all vibration. And with my beliefs, I'm deciding which, which movie I shift into. And so that's how powerful you are. You literally have the power in your hands to determine what, what version out of infinite timelines from this moment forward do I step into? Well, you're going to step into the one that you're a vibrational match to. And that is all determined by your beliefs and your perspective and the story that you're telling. So start, don't stop focusing on the wall and start focusing on the, the you know, pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. That's, you know, after the, after the rain, that's what I would recommend. And that's where all your power lies. You don't, you don't need to feel disempowered by what's happening, quote unquote, out there, because there is no out there, out there. It's showing up as a reflection of your beliefs and your co-creation. Beautifully put, Brandon. Thank you for that invitation to take full responsibility and co-create the reality we focus on, we, we believe in. And thanks for your time for this episode today. Likewise, my friend. Yeah, we got to have you on Positive Head. And uh, I definitely have enjoyed chatting with you. And uh, thank you for, for co-creating this, uh, this now moment with me. And that's that. Another episode of Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. I hope you truly enjoyed this one and received some insights, knowledge, and a form of learning that you can directly apply to your life, into your relationships, or maybe even into your business and the way you show up for the world. Because this is a movement and we're all part of it and we're in this together. We're here to create a world of a triple bottom line where you win, I win, and the entire planet wins. We're raising consciousness together and you know that. That's why you're listening. That's why I love you. So make sure to share the love. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Invite a friend to listen to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. And if you have an idea who else you'd like me to interview, make sure you reach out and send me a suggestion. Definitely check out greenplanet-blueplanet.com, the website to the podcast. I've created a lot of different offers for you, free content, free meditations for you to amplify your connection to self, 
the state of social impact in the world, and for you to connect and listen to who you could support of the people that I actually interview, because their missions are ongoing and a lot of them need more collaboration. And after more than 100 episodes now, with some of the world's leading social impact experts, I have synthesized my most inspired learnings and takeaways to create coaching and mentorship programs for you and the people around you. Let me share with you about planetary purpose coaching and mentorship experiences. If you're in a space in your life where you're ready to level up to amplify who you are, what's coming through you and what you're doing to give your gift to the world, then I would love to hear from you and I'd love for you to apply to one of my private mentorships or group mentorships. Last but not least, there's a few different group experiences I host both in person and online. All of them are quantum learning environments and I'm happy to tell you more. So simply inform yourself and stay connected because whatever resonates with you, I'm here to support you and bring out more purpose into the world. And with that being said, wherever you are in the world, make sure to be you, show up all the way, be all in, connect with someone today, make them smile, have yourself a stellar day. Lots of love to you and until soon.